Thank you for listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg, Queen of Perpetual Health, and welcome to another edition of Local Matters. And on this week's broadcast, we bring you Father Edmund, and he is a special priest from Connecticut. He is here to talk with our own Marianne Herald about divine mercy his history and about the divine mercy signs that are going up everywhere around the world. Well, hello everybody. You've just tuned in for another program of Local Matters with Marianne Harold and a very special guest, a very special priest who has a dynamism about him and a passion for many things, including the divine mercy image and billboards. We want to say hello and welcome to Father Edmund Adalni. How are you today, Father? Any better? I'd be in heaven after talking to you for this morning. I feel I'm in heaven right now in this program. I'm doing fine. I'm uh, 90 years old. I'm closer to the tomb than I am to the womb. And in fact, I had COVID and I went to the doctor recently to check up. And he says, Father, I've got some good news. I've got some bad news. What's the good news, Doc? He says, you uh, don't have the COVID. What's the bad news? You're pregnant, Father. So I looked, uh, I looked at him. I said, you got to be kidding. He says, yes, I am. Yes, I'm 90 years old. I've been a priest for 64 years, and I've had five bishops. I've, I buried four of them. I'm about to bury up the last one before I shape up and go to heaven, I hope, and ship out and go to heaven. So I, I've been a priest for 64 years. The reason I got involved with a Divine Mercy in fire right now, I have five billboards on the highways, which is seen about 2 million people. And on it is a picture of the Divine Mercy and Jesus, I trust in you. Even though most people don't go to church, only 19% of our Catholics believe in uh, the real presence of Christ. And over 70 70% don't go to church here in, in our Archdiocese of Hartford. But when we look about the number of uh, children that are being baptized, that's dropped over 70%. So we really need to uh, put our trust in Jesus. There's a prayer I love to say right at the end of Matins. In you, Lord, I place my hope, and I will never hope in vain. And you, Lord, is my hope. We will never hope in vain. So during this tragedy of the crisis of the church, the crisis of the world, our hope is in really Jesus Christ. And we need to turn to the divine mercy and put our trust in him. Uh, just Sunday, uh, we had an hour adoration in honor of uh, divine mercy. Then we had the relic of uh, St. Faustina. And then uh, I looked at the people at the service and I said, you know, most of you look closer to the tomb than you are to the womb, so you're ready to be anointed. So after we had the uh, veneration of the relic of St. Faustina, uh, then we uh, had the anointing of the people. It was beautiful. From the relic, we went to the anointing of the sick. And uh, the reason why I really got involved with uh, Divine Mercy is a long time I work with St. Lou Productions out of Washington, where they perform uh, live uh, presentations of saints. And uh, I've sponsored the Father Nadali Good News Fund. I sponsored 58 of them. In fact, we spent $150,000 so far on these shows. So we have St. Faustina, we have St. John Vianney, Maximilian Colby, Augustine Tolton, uh, St. Teresa, and others. But the first time I got involved with St. Production was when I went to a live production of St. Faustina. 
I went and I was so impressed with that life production of the life of St. Faustina and Divine Mercy. I uh, I was so impressed, so I got involved. For the last five or six years, we've been putting on programs uh, all over the diocese and schools and parishes on these different saints. People don't know the lives of the saints, so we put on these programs, and uh, the uh, it's been 58 different programs. In fact, I have five coming in at the end of uh, September and October, and this will be John Vianney. And we go to schools, we go to parishes, and uh, try to bring the message of uh, Jesus uh, through the saints. Uh, there's one, I had a uh, presentation of Maximilian Colby uh, one day in Connecticut, and uh, nobody was coming to the uh, session. It was quarter of seven. It was beginning at seven. And I said to Mary, Mary, if you don't send anybody, I'll never pray a rosary again. And uh, all of a sudden, 350 people uh, showed oh, up. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and, and the wonderful part was a lady came up and said, Father, I want you to meet this woman. And I said, what's your name, uh, Mary? She says, my husband was in prison in Auschwitz with Maximilian Kobe. And Maximilian Kobe, St. Maximilian Kobe, used to give communion. How he did it miraculously, that he uh, received communion. And that she married that man who used to receive communion uh, with St. Maximilian Kobe. And that brought the house down, too. So we've done about 58 of them. I've done a lot with different saints. The miracle, that was, to me, that was a, a spiritual miracle. But uh, we've had so many miracles in our lives. And in our own diocese right now, I used to be stationed at St. Um, Thomas in Thomaston, Connecticut, back before you were born back in 1959, but over 100 years before that, uh, Michael McGivney, Father Michael McGivney, was pastor there. And two weeks ago, uh, the priest hurt his thumb, and he couldn't give a Holy Communion. So the Eucharistic minister, a woman, was giving out a Holy Communion, but she looked down, and she only saw three or four hosts left, and there was a whole line of people coming for Holy Communion. And then suddenly, she looked down, and she, she saw 30 uh, hosts appear, and she gave them out, and all of a sudden, she saw the uh, ciborium filled with hosts. So it was the multiplication of the hosts, like Jesus did, the multiplication of, of the loaves when he was there. But he was there, and it really blew uh, our mind, this miracle in Father McGivney's home parish where he was pastor. But the other beautiful miracle that's going to make him a uh, canonized saint, we've had another one with a child who was healed internally. But one day, uh, a priest was saying Mass, and a husband came to him and said, uh, Father, they're going to pull the plug on my wife. She's been brain dead. Listen, brain dead for uh, four days. The father says, well, I'll, I'll say Mass. And he says, they're going to pull the plug. But during Mass, he had the inspiration to call the Knights of Columbus, the curator of the canonization of Father McGivney. And he said, uh, would you come down with the relic of Father McGivney and uh, we'll pray. And the priest was sick. He didn't want to go. He said, you go. And the fellow from the Knights of Columbus says, no, I'm not going unless you go. And Father wasn't feeling well. I know him personally. He's a pastor at St. Patrick's in uh, Farmington, Connecticut. So they went over to the Yukon Hospital, and uh, they placed the relics on the uh, person's body, the woman's body. Remember, she was brain dead for four days. And they prayed the prayer of St. Michael McGivney, or blessed Michael McGivney. And suddenly her fingers started to move. And now she's home with her three kids. Uh, oh, my goodness. And, and then the other third miracle of Father McGivney is that there was a child who was 
uh, internally uh, with cancer or some kind of disease, and that child was miraculously cured. So uh, the saints are out there, and uh, we hope that these two miracles, especially the woman who is brain dead for four days, that uh, that will be the uh, icing on the cake. They'll have been canonized. He's been, he was venerable, and now he's blessed. Uh, one more miracle will do it. So we have miracles in uh, Connecticut, and we have miracles all over the world. So Jesus, I think, he multiplied the Eucharist. Why? Because of the tremendous need for belief in the real presence of Christ. And I think through St. Faustina and putting our trust in, in Jesus, that increase of faith in the real presence of Christ today. And uh, that's one of the great needs for our Catholics. To the degree that you believe in Christ, in the Eucharist, to that degree you're going to go to Holy Communion. And to the degree that you think that the Eucharist is just a symbol, but not the real thing, uh, then people don't go to Holy Communion. So we're talking about vocations to the priesthood. It's not that we need married priests. What we need is our families of faith. And remember, um, there are more people living together that are not married. And there 54% of our population right now has been affected in some way by violence, especially through guns or some sorts of guns. And all over, when we see the family breakup and when we see the people not getting the sacrament of marriage, you're going to end up having people living together. Now they're not having children, they're having dogs. When I, when I go around the state visiting for my different projects, I see young people walking dogs. I rarely see uh, somebody pushing a carriage. So we have a crisis of uh, family life. We have a crisis of married life. We have a crisis of the sacrament of marriage. And that overflows with the problem of the priesthood. Unless you have a fitful atmosphere in your home, you won't have an inclination towards priesthood. And because you're having, if you're having one child and done, when I go around the restaurants, I give out these little crosses. I love you, Jesus. And I go to one table. She had three children. And I said, thank you for having children. I go to another table. I give it to a man. And thank you for having this child. One and done, Father. Many people are just, if they're having any, they're having one. I remember 60 million babies been aborted because of abortions. So we've lost a tremendous uh, population. So what I do, I've given out about 180,000 little crosses. And anybody listening to this program right now, if they'd like to have a cross, I'll, I'll send it to you. And uh, I'll also send you a, a prayer for vocations if you'd like to have to pray for vocations. Uh, especially first to marriage, and then to the religious life, and to priesthood and deacons. And every day we, we pray for the intention of priests, deacons, brothers, sisters, single people, and also for married people. And, you know, if we bring Christ back into those vocations, we'll be flowing with, with vocations. And it's not over yet. Yogi Berra said it's not over until it's over. So it's not over yet. In fact, it's just, just beginning. But the other point that I have... Uh, because I'm very insecure, I have 1.4 million people who listen to me at uh, on TikTok and then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I have about 6 million people that uh, listen to my programs. And uh, I've given out about 700 individual prayers for people to respond to. And I'll, I'll get calls. I just got a call this early this morning from some person in uh, Texas asked me to pray that because she's got a double vasectomy 
Uh, she's got cancer, and she's so frightened. Or I'll get a call from your, my husband just passed away. Would you uh, pray for him? Or I'll get a call from Nova Scotia that says my daughter just overdosed on drugs. Or I'll get a call from uh, Chicago. My husband just died from COVID in uh, ICU in a Chicago hospital. Or I'll get a call from uh, Alaska. I'll get a call from uh, Ireland. I get a call from a lady in Ethiopia. She says, I have a uh, hotel. Would you like to come? I said, well, I came there a few years ago when we raised $350,000 through Catholic Relief Services uh, for wells in uh, Ethiopia. But if I get a chance, I'll come to your oh my hotel. Goodness. So I get calls from all over the world, and I'll get a call from Ireland, uh, anywhere. I just got one from Uganda. Uh, somebody asked me to pray for. What I usually do is uh, give a spiritual message, a simple message for uh, 60 seconds. Nobody will listen to me more than 60 seconds anyway. That's why I'm worried about this program. So I give a little message, and then uh, the people respond. And I'll give you an example. It was Christmas time, and uh, I had my little Christmas card, and I said, you know, I don't have your address, but can I give you a Christmas card now? So I put a picture of the Christmas card, and then I made up a Christmas prayer uh, for the viewer, and I got 1.1 million people just in uh, TikTok uh, looking at that Christmas card, and 150,000 uh, liked it, and 33,000 wrote to me. So I've got a lot of letters to answer. I've got 33,000 just from one uh, TikTok show. But uh, TikTok is uh, a really uh, questionable thing right now, whether we should have it or not. But in the meantime, I'm getting the message of Christ through it. The Chinese, today we hear about their uh, have their own police station in, uh, in New York City. And we hear the uh, problem with, with Taiwan. Well, four years ago, a uh, mystic, either she's crazy or she's a saint. She says, Father, Our Lady is going to appear to me in Mystic, Connecticut. And uh, it's not far from where I said, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'll go with you. So I went. And she says, when's Mary going to appear? And she said, uh, at 3.15 in front of the lighthouse. A lighthouse is a replica of the, the first lighthouse in Boston. So uh, it was freezing. I was freezing my nose off. I, I was saying the rosary. And she, I said, when's Mary going to appear? She said, 3.15. 3.15, all of a sudden, Kim jumps up for saying the rosary, and she runs over and sits near the uh, lighthouse, and she's silently praying and taking notes. So uh, then she asked me to come over. So I went over, and she said, Our Lady wants to know uh, what, you, uh, what do you want. I didn't see Mary. I was struck. You know, every night before I go to bed, I light a candle at uh, Lourdes, and I'm always praying for Mary, Princess Jesus, to bring peace to the world, Ukraine, and et cetera. I was dumbstruck. Then I said, what did Mary say? And uh, she says, this is four years ago. She said, there's going to be a war with Russia. There's be, going to be a famine in the world. And there's going to be a, a war with uh, Taiwan, in Taiwan, with uh, China, a war with China. Now, two of them already occurred. Either she's crazy or she's saintly. Or are we going to go to war? Will China attack us and attack the world? Well, China is now hooking up with uh, Saudi Arabia, with Russia, with Iran. And there's a whole new group. Uh, now they want to turn uh, our um, international currency, a dollar, into their form of currency. And they're talking about uh, attacking in 2022. But attacking 2022, they're going to attack now. And right now, we know that uh, 
they're putting their own bishops in a diocese, which the second largest diocese has uh, a bishop that was not approved by Rome, and Rome didn't even know about it. And, uh, and now uh, you have to, if you want to go to church now, you have to put your name into the app. So now they're going to know everybody's going to church. So the uh, the revolution and the war against Christianity is going on now. They want to destroy Christianity. Anybody that's not a communist, uh, the Muslims and uh, uh, that are there also. So uh, my friend, uh, is she going to be right or not? All the signs are that we're going to go to war. And now that we are weakened uh, because of helping Ukraine, uh, China is looking at this as an opportune time because uh, no way can we fight uh, two wars at the same time. So we got a lot to turn to our Lord in uh, divine mercy and asking him to put, uh, uh, Jesus, I trust in you. And uh, there's a phrase, like I said, at the end of Matins in the morning, and you, Lord, I hope, and we will never hope in vain because our hope is in you. Are we in a crisis? Yes, a crisis of vocations, a crisis of marriage, a crisis of faith. Uh, this Satan's all over the place. I just, uh, there's a family in Windsor, and they're possessed. Uh, I've been going over there. I've got the exorcist to go over there. Uh, I've said mass there. I've said the rosary there. I, I brought mystics there and pray. And uh, the, uh, the house is demolished. Uh, the computer is demolished, and uh, it's, uh, he gets thrown out of bed. His car doesn't leave the garage, and it's destroyed $8,000 worth of damage. His safe that's locked is ripped open, and everything is thrown around. And uh, I said, where's the uh, presence of Satan? And I brought my mystic, and she was uh, started praying in front of the house. And all of a sudden, the woman picks up the window and starts swearing at her. Uh, so uh, the possibility of she being possessed by Satan with her uh, behavior, when she goes to see her daughter in California, nothing's happening in the house. When she comes back, the whole house is disrupted. So Satan is definitely around, uh, not just in uh, Windsor, Connecticut, but uh, demonic presence is all over the place. For the last uh, 64 years, uh, what I've just been trying to do is get people to love Mary and to love Jesus. And now that I'm uh, so more involved with uh, Divine Mercy, right now, I uh, every card, I, wherever I go, I not only give out the cross, I love you, Jesus, but I also uh, give out the card uh, for trusting and asking Jesus to show us Divine Mercy. If you've got a question to me? Interested, did you uh, put the images, the 4 by 8 images, on the churches in Connecticut? Were you involved oh, yeah, with that? The, uh, Can you talk the, about the, that? Yeah, uh, I have a foundation, Father Nadali Good News Fund, and uh, it's a, a fund that supports all Catholic uh, activity. And uh, there's a Mr. Wenzel, uh, Rick from Chicago, he called me about these large uh, Divine Mercy posters that we put on the windows on the front of the churches. So they cost about $2,100 each. So I tried to hold up a bank, but it was too heavy. I couldn't hold it up. So I had to raise money uh, myself. So we raised $40,000, and we put 19 of these divine mercy, images of Jesus' divine mercy, on the front of churches. It's funny the effect it has on people. Uh, people stop their cars and pray. 
Uh, I have a woman who doesn't believe in Christ, uh, but uh, she saw the picture of Divine Mercy, and uh, I gave her a smaller picture of Divine Mercy. I give to anybody who wants one, and I noticed she has one in the house. And the effect of having it outside, again, uh, you have to stop your car. There's a light, green, uh, red, and yellow, so, and then you see the picture. So just looking at the picture becomes uh, a prayer. And I've put it on 19 different parishes. I'm trying to do a few more, but I have to convince the priest. And now during the Sunday of Divine Mercy, uh, there's a much greater interest. In fact, a parish just called me a couple of days ago. Could you give me that picture? And I said, I can't do it tomorrow. But I, we have to get five or six parishes at one time. And then they'll come from Chicago to put them up. It really is a life prayer for people. Just like the billboards are a sacramental, uh, when you see it, you're praying. Uh, I have Jesus, I love you. Uh, Jesus, I trust in you. Or just a plain Jesus. Uh, I've got all kinds of different types of billboards. I've been doing this for 40 years. So uh, the uh, image, when you see the divine image on the front of a church and you're stopping there or you're walking by, uh, it becomes really a prayer. The picture itself becomes a beautiful prayer. So I'm trying to go beyond that. I offer it to, to see the priests really don't believe in it. See, the background of your ethnic background, if you're Italian, if you're Irish, if you're French, if you're Polish, you have a different ethnic background. And your appreciation of, uh, of your background and the saints in your background is very strong. But if it's of another ethnic background, it's not. A, so it takes time to convert the priest and the lady to appreciate uh, divine mercy because it comes with St. Faustina and it has a Polish touch to it. But I, I really want to keep on getting more uh, of these in. It's a lot easier to uh, get it into a parish if you tell the pastor, uh, the Father Dolly Good News Fund is going to pay for it. He says, oh, okay. Uh, if you ask them to uh, uh, pay for it, right now I think it costs $2,500 uh, or $2,400 to put each one up. That may be a, a financial uh, challenge for the parish, especially if their collection is $1,800 a, a, on a Sunday. With the closing of churches and the combining of churches, you know, the collections all have fallen down. I try to raise the money first before I call them. I'll do that. And I've got a few projects going on right now uh, that are taking up some of my time. But uh, I also see mass parishes and on television and so forth. I have my own radio shows that promote uh, divine mercy and uh, spots uh, on television. So I try to bring uh, the message of divine mercy through the media, through uh, the social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also to, through the uh, TV, I've got 30-second spots. And then I have a Hail Mary two or three times a day on radio, and then I have my own shows where uh, I talk about uh, Divine Mercy all the time. So we're trying to get out the word, uh, the love of Jesus and Divine Mercy, and he wants to show mercy. St. Faustina said, the greater the sinner, the greater is uh, his is right for our and the greater the sin, the greater is the sinner's right of God's mercy. And I love that quote from St. Faustina. The greater the sinner, the greater is the sinner's right for God's mercy. And that kind of uh, sums up the tremendous love God has for us. 
and I think he has a special, special love for sinners because he's died on a cross so that he could show mercy. And he uh, wants to show his mercy, but we have to turn to him. That's right. Well, this is so mind-boggling what you're telling me, all your endeavors and uh, projects. I don't know how you keep up with all these things, Father. You must be full of the Holy Spirit for sure. Some people think I'm full of hot air, but that's No, okay. <laughs> no. Now, can you give our listeners how they can contact you, and then we'll do a well, spot after the program so I can air it separately. They can call me at 860-761-7428. Can you repeat that? Or they can text 860-761-7428, or they can text me at 860-335-2342. Or they can write to Father Donnelly, N like in Nancy, A like in Apple, D like in Dorothy, O like in Olive, L like in Larry, N like in Nancy, Y like you, Father Nadonley, Good News Fund, which is tax deductible. Uh, we've raised uh, about $14 million over the years uh, for different social Catholic actions, like we put up uh, 104 units of housing for $8 million. So my address is 467. 467. Uh, Bloomfield Avenue, 467 Bloomfield Avenue, Bloomfield, Connecticut, Bloomfield, Connecticut, 06002, 06002. And every donation I get, I take the name and I place it on the altar. I'm living with 12 priests. I offer what I say, say Mass every day. I'd like this morning, please pray for those supporting the Father of Donnelly Good News Fund and all those who are asking for prayers. Uh, through Father Nadali, Good News Fund, because I had people call me for prayers from all over the world. So it's Father Nadali, Good News Fund, 467 Bluefield Avenue, Bluefield, Connecticut, 06002. Okay, so we're going to close now if you would give our listeners your blessing. May God the Father bless you. May God the Son heal you. May God the Holy Spirit strengthen you. May Joseph Mary intercede for you. And all the saints pray for you and your family. In the name of the Father, Son, Son. and Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you, Father. What a wonderful experience it's been to hear your tale of your courageous evangelism. You are amazing, Father. I hope to get to meet you when Rich Wenzel comes here to put up our Divine Mercy images in Boston area and learn and get your blessing in person. I'd love to meet you someday when Rick's up there. Where are you? We're in Boston, in Fitchburg. Fitchburg is North Central Mass. That's where our radio station is located, Fitchburg. It's where the prisons are, Shirley Prison, Fort Devens Prison. We would love to get a Divine Mercy image up so those inmates could see it somehow, whether it's on a highway or wherever it is there. It's a very needy area for evangelization. We've gone into the prisons, like with Father Maurice and Father uh, Leonard from EWTN. They are just craving listening to radio, Catholic radio, being involved. That's like a whole sacrifice place, a house of suffering, right? Yeah, I I, I, chaplain there, I... 
I remember saying, uh, how many of you people started with marijuana? 18 out of 19. Yeah, and they're saying Mass there and hear their confessions, and you're listening to them. God is present. Jesus is present. And those suffering prisoners, no question. Yes, yeah, so it is a house of divine mercy, right? Right, it is. We just it have is. to get that image there, and we're off on another tangent of evangelization. So I'm looking forward to meeting you, Father. And you're going to bless our listeners. I'm sure they're going to be contacting you. You're going to have a lot more traffic on your phone. I'd love to have it, sure. No, really, I'd love to come up and see you and uh, meet you. So when Rick is up there, uh, let me know. Boston's not just about two and a half hours away from where I am, so it's a skip and jump. It's no problem. Yes, we'd love to see you, too. And maybe have a little event where people could meet you and hear more about your foundation. Okay, anytime. Okay, Father. Thank Thank you. you God God bless you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.